Hi, my name is Chanel Howell and welcome to my podcast about all things tea. In this podcast series, I'm going to be talking to tea enthusiasts like myself, tea business owners. Uh, We're going to have a talk about tea culture, tea origins, the medicinal benefits of herbal teas and the wider tea community. Hi and welcome to episode four of Tea Talk. On today's show, we have Shushmita. He will be talking to us about Indian teas. I'm a big fan of Indian teas. I drink Indian teas every day still. So I was really looking forward to this episode. Um, I had so much questions to ask. So let's cut to the chase and start the interview. Hi Shushmita, thanks for taking part in the show today. I really appreciate it. Um, I'm really happy to talk about tea. That's what this podcast is about. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yes, we need a lot of conversation on tea. As many people as possible. <laughs> yes, definitely. I mean, um, there's a lot of tea drinkers out there, like regular tea drinkers, but there's not that much information about all the different types of tea and, um, you know, good quality teas and, you know, the histories of tea. So that's why I started this podcast so that I can talk to professionals like yourself. Sure. Great. And we can, um, yeah, discuss and learn. Yeah. So, Sushmita, thanks for coming on the show. Um, I found out about you via the um, Nomad Tea Festival. Yes. Yes. That was my first time at Nomad. Yeah. It was a lot of fun talking about history of tea in India because not many people do not know about it. Uh, so yes, it was fun. Good that you, you could hear me there and uh, you know found it good to talk to me. Wonderful, wonderful. Yeah, so um, how did you get into tea? Can we start how you um, started for you? I read on your website that your dad was a tea connoisseur. Yes, my uh, I would call my father an ardent tea lover. So I grew up drinking a lot of good tea from Darjeeling and from Assam. And, you know, I remember going to the tea shops because in Calcutta, in India, uh, there's only place in Calcutta where you can go and buy loose leaf tea from big wooden boxes. So I think that is my that was my initiation to good tea. And we have actually never purchased any branded tea ever in our house. It was always loose leaf tea that is to come from these gardens directly through these uh, shops so that's how it started then uh, of course i got into different career different industry uh, but about seven years back i started working for a tea company uh, they became my client and i was doing their digital marketing and social media for uh, their tea they're going to be introducing into india and at that time that you know that love for tea again came back it triggered and I started a tea group in Bangalore and I found that there are quite a few people who are interested in good tea and specialty tea. So we started doing a lot of regular tea sessions and then slowly it became more serious. I floated my company last year called Tea with Sushmita and yeah, that's how it happened. Yeah. Mm. Nice. Yeah, lucky you had that foundation so that you could, you know, just remember and jump back to the knowledge that you had. Yes, yes. That's right. Yeah, that's really good. So, um, you are a tea consultant. Is that what you do? You do many things with tea. You do uh, workshops, you're a consultant, you do tea tourism. 
So can you talk a bit about what you do? Yes, I do actually uh, only three things with tea. Uh, the one, the number one thing that I do is that I do uh, I conduct workshops and appreciation classes for tea. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. You know, as in India, many people, uh, are, most people drink the CTC variety of tea. So they, they have not much knowledge about what is uh, whole leaf and orthodox leaf. So I kind of conduct regular programs, you know, in, with, with, in association with different hotels, also independently uh, for this appreciation program. These are typically appreciation programs. Mm. Uh, appreciation, good tea, fine tea appreciation, then food pairing, book reading and tea. So there are different themes of tea and traveling. So this is my first uh, thing that I do. The second thing that I do is uh, tea tourism, which I really launched sometimes this year. I did a very nice uh, uh, video for one of the tea growing regions in India called the Nilgiri tea, which is in the southern part of India, which is also a that's on your YouTube channel, right? Is that on your YouTube channel? I watched that yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's on the YouTube channel. Yes, yes. So that was met with a lot of enthusiasm. And I was about to visit Darjeeling, Assam and Munnar and Himachal. In fact, my tickets were booked for Himachal to go to go and shoot for a seven-day shoot for uh, the Himachal. But at that time, lockdown happened. My ticket was on 14th of April. The lockdown happened on 23rd of March. So all those plans are now, you know, put on the I shelf know. and I'm hoping uh, the moment things get better I would be able to do I'm still getting now that things are better here I'm getting uh, people to you know mm-hmm. try to see where they can go and stay in a tea in a tea garden tea tourism and the third part is working with tea startups or people who want to know about tea want to start a career on tea so I do consulting on that part as well yes mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's really, really good. So people that start tea businesses, is that people that want to start a tea shop and they want to buy tea from you or get connections on where to get good tea? Or are you doing like, I don't know, tea tasting sessions or what do you do exactly with startups? With startups, they, there are two different types. One is the one who was looking at opening a tea room or you know tea shop or something like that. So I help them in setting up uh, their menu. I help them with the sourcing of tea from different, you know, places in India. I also help them to train them and their staff members to uh, brew the tea the correct way and help them create paired paired menu with those teas. So this mm-hmm. is that. Uh, this is the first part. The second part is uh, where there are a lot of, you know, in India, there are a lot of hundreds and thousands of small tea farmers. They make some fantastic teas. Mm-hmm. So a lot of, lot of these tea, a lot of these people uh, have some teas that they want to uh, showcase to the world. So I try to help as much as possible. I'm trying to build a platform where these uh, small farmers can put their products and people across the globe can see them. I have also told this to the, you know, a kind of um, mm-hmm. shared this idea with the Tea Board of India. So they have shown interest. Uh, I'm in right now in Calcutta. So uh, I am, I am. Tr- I'm trying to go and meet them a little, you know, maybe a couple of weeks later when things are a little better here. So um, uh, hopefully things will happen because it has got huge potential for these small farmers who make some handcrafted artisan teas, which are like really wonderful. Mm -hmm. That's really, sounds really, really good. It's my cup of tea. That's right up my street. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And where do... (laughs) 
Where do you get most of your customers? Are they in India or is it people uh, traveling worldwide from around the world to come to India? Or is it mainly just people in India right now? As of now, uh, people in India. But I do get some, uh, some uh, you know, sporadic orders from outside India. But I am not concentrating on sending tea outside of India because of a couple of reasons. Uh, the, the logistical reasons. I'm trying to still figure out how to best sell these teas, to send this tea to you know, different places and but uh, in india i'm like a uh, lot of uh, lot of interest that i'm seeing like mm-hmm. uh, in it, like for example i live in bangalore which is in the southern part of india which is a coffee uh, drinking region okay but i have seen over the last uh, few years that my uh, you know the customer base the orders that i'm getting for the good tea has increased at least uh, 10 15 times so I'm seeing a lot of changes in that. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Didn't know that coffee was so popular in India. <laughs> no, no. In southern part, it is mainly coffee. Like in Kerala, they grow a lot oh. of coffee. In, uh, in, in Even the place I live, the, the state, it's called Karnataka. So we get very good coffee. Like we have the, the uh, Starbucks Tata partnership in India. So they source the entire coffee from uh, southern India here. Okay, so what's it called? Star Starbucks Startup Coffee. Yes, Starbucks. The the coffee. The Starbucks is in India with a partnership with an Indian company called the Tata Tata Group. So for okay. here in India, they have they are sourcing the entire coffee from uh, southern India. Yeah. So can we talk a bit about the different tea regions in India? You have a Darjeeling and there's Assam. Yeah. yeah and there's. Yeah. I'm sure many other regions that I've not heard yes, about. But. Yes, you are correct. We have many regions, we have many places where tea is grown, but there are five geographic indications, registered regions. Uh, so those are Darjeeling, Assam, then that is in northern India, then Kangra, Kangra is also in northern in, uh, India. Kangra is actually in the middle of Himalayas, Kangra. Darjeeling okay. is also Himalaya, but uh, Kangra, uh, is like even even higher so it's like uh, uh, kind of a, like himalaya has three rain three layers right the higher himalaya the middle himalaya and the lower himalaya so this is in the middle himalaya darjeeling is in the lower himalaya so these three are in the uh, in the northern part of india then if you come down south we have two gi registered locations which is munnar which is in kerala mm-hmm. and then we have the uh, kunur which is in uh, near Uti, which is also a very well-known uh, travel destination in India, which is in the state of Tamil Nadu. So these are five well-known GI-registered regions. But we also have some very good tea coming up from Sikkim. Sikkim is a Himalayan kingdom. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a, it's, a, it's a state. It is very close to Darjeeling. Like from Darjeeling, it's like about a couple of hours by car. Sikkim, so it's, uh, they, they have fantastic tea. Is it Sikkim? How do you pronounce Sikkim. Sikkim. Sikkim, yes, Sikkim, mm-hmm. yeah. Sikkim has got some very good tea. And then uh, you have Arunachal Pradesh, which is mm-hmm. also in the, you know, with Arunachal Pradesh is just above Assam. So they have also some very good tea. A lot of northeastern states are also producing uh, uh, tea. A lot of north, other places in north are also producing tea. So we have many, many places where tea is produced, but these are the five areas uh, which are GI registered and more well known to the world. 
Mm-hmm. And what is the difference between flavors in, in these regions? Because I know Assam is very malty tea. That's my favorite Indian tea, I must say. I love it. Um, is there like a difference in the in the flavors? Or yes, the, the... yes, they're very, very different. Very different. So for so Assam tea is an indigenous tea plant. Okay? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, so it's called, the variety is called Camellia Assamica. Yes, or it is yeah. called Camellia sinensis Assamica variety. So it is a it is a very in, it's a, it's an absolutely indigenous tea plant, which is to uh, which comes from India. You know, people have been making, drinking, smoking, eating tea for thousands of years in that part of the world. Darjeeling tea, the original tea seeds had come from China. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. there are a lot of China bushes in Darjeeling, and a lot of those uh, similar China bushes are also in Himachal and also in. Uh, Nil- in Nilgiris. Alright, so Assam is a plain land and that leaf is the tea that grows there is actually like a tree with very long leaves in Assam. That's why you know that because you drink Assam tea, the tea it's a very heavy bodied tea. You know, mm-hmm. like uh, if I use the terminology from wine, it's a very heavy bodied mm-hmm. tea and it is used for Assam tea is actually one of the main constituent for any breakfast tea that you know you can yes, get English yeah. breakfast, Irish mm-hmm. breakfast. The major major tea that is the, the blend in the blend comes from mm-hmm. Assam. And uh, it you you would like to add little bit of milk in that if you want. Yeah, yeah. A little bit of sugar if you want, cream and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So it's a very it's a it's a very robust tea. It's a very it's a very uh, fulfilling full bodied tea. But Darjeeling is completely different. Yeah. Darjeeling is very flavorful. You know, it's very aromatic and it's light as well. It's, li- it's light. Mm. Its liquor is very light. Yeah. But uh, you do not need any milk and sugar, mm. and, and and it is absolutely like the flavor and the aroma is very different. Uh, Assam tea is does not really have much of aroma as compared to Darjeeling, uh, but it definitely has some. But compared to Darjeeling, it doesn't have the most aromatic, flavorful tea is is Darjeeling. It's also called the champagne of tea, actually. Really? And the second, yeah, and and the second flush tea. Second flush is the second season of tea pro, uh, production, which is the summer time. So it, that is called second flush or summer flush. Mm-hmm. That tea it has a particular smell which is very unique to Darjeeling. It is called muscatel. Muscatel is a nut. Mm. Today you get the smell of the muscatel from the tea. So that is the most famous black tea coming out of India. When they say, uh, when you, you know, in Europe and other places where they say, I like Darjeeling black, they mean the second flush muscatel tea. So it's mm. a very unique, there's nowhere else in the world you get that muscatel flavor, which is very unique to Darjeeling. Kangra is also very nice, very, it's quite similar to uh, Darjeeling very different profile uh, but you know but very uh, aromatic and uh, mm. flavorful also light bodied uh, uh, and in 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 nilgiris it is uh, the, the speciality of nilgiri tea is that the nilgiri tea plantations are surrounded by spice gardens there are a lot mm. of spice growing with yes because in okay. South India, if you know, because your friend comes from Kerala, you will see that in Kerala there is a place called Spice uh, Road in in okay. Cochin, which is the yeah. So this area is known for the spices. In you know, in Middle Ages, we used to 
uh, export spice from this part of the world to Africa and uh, other parts by boat. So this, the, all the spices come from this this part of the world, and uh, because this, there are a lot of spices around tea. Uh, the teas come with a lot of spice essence, the aroma of it. And the second thing is that uh, this tea in in Nilgiris has less tannin as compared to other teas. Therefore, mm-hmm. it has got less astringency. So, a lot of ice teas are made with uh, Nilgiri tea. So, each region has very different, distinct uh, features. Punar is quite like the Assam tea, but not. Uh, it it is also big, but it's also on a hill. So, it has the characteristic of a high altitude tea, but the tea, uh, you know, along along with the characteristic of the lowland tea, which is the Assam. Assami, as you, I do not know if you know the fact that it is a plain land tea uh, growing region in the world. It is the longest or largest plain land tea cultivation in the world. Most of the tea tea grows on on mountains mm. or hills. Assam is completely all completely on plain land. So, uh, no, so as you go high up on the altitude, the taste and everything changes. So, Munar has that particular effect of having the same plant but at a higher altitude. The profile and everything changes completely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. So we know between Kangara and the Darjeeling, they're both light teas. Which one is a bit more heavier? Because I'm not really a Darjeeling fan. Maybe I'm not drinking a good Darjeeling. It's never really been my favorite tea because it's a bit too light. But um, maybe I'll try some second flush Darjeeling. Cause, yeah, you, you try know. second flush Darjeeling or you try, <laughs> try the autumn flush. It is right okay. now the autumn flush is happening. So if you try some autumn flush, I think you will like it. So you have to grow up your autumn flush. Yeah, autumn flush. Then you try the monsoon flush. Ooh. Then you try the second flush, and then you try the first flush. So you're, you, I think you have to, you have to start backwards. <laughs> monsoon flush. Interesting. That's why I'm doing this podcast. <laughs> yeah. So there are four seasons in in. Darjeeling. Okay. Uh, first flush, second flush, monsoon flush, and autumn flush. Mm. And in Assam, there are two: uh, spring and summer. Uh, everywhere else, it is grow. It grows throughout the year, so there is no flush. These two regions have got four. Uh, I mean, different flushes. Yeah. Wow. Great, great, great. So, where would you say would be a good place to get good? I think tea? the best way to get by online. Yes, yes, uh, online, of course. Best way to is to buy directly from the garden. Each of the good gardens have their own online, uh, you know, shop. If you go to the garden, you just put the garden name. Say, for example, uh, you can try Gopalthara tea. Gopalthara is one of the highest. I mean, they are located very high in 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 Darjeeling. They are like at six thousand feet. So their tea is like extremely good. So if you go to their can you pronounce that again? Yeah, it's called Gopal. What's it called? Gopal, Gopal Thara. Thara. Yes, D H A R A. I'll put I'll put all the links. Oh. Yeah. T H T R A. Yes, it is G O T A L D H A R A. Yeah. Gopal Thara Yes. So if if you put in the Google, you will find their website, and you can directly place order, and you can ask for the current uh, autumn flush. They will ship you wherever in the world. Mm. Yeah. Very nice. So it's always always better to buy directly from the estates because they will give you the freshest tea and the best prices. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You just have and to what... know the name of the estate. That's all. 
of the mm. garden. Yeah. Okay, and buy directly from them. Yes, buy directly from them. Okay. Uh, you also do a tea pairing with food mm, yes, I do. workshops yeah, as yeah. well. What would you say would be a good um, food to pair with certain teas? Because the salmon is quite light. I mean, I mean, Darjeeling is quite light. So would that be better with cakes, or could you have that with heavy food? Or see, my favorite tea is Darjeeling second flush master. I drink that tea every day morning. I've been mm-hmm. drinking that for the last twenty twenty five years. So my morning starts with that. And um, I have seen that that tea is very versatile. It's a black tea, so it is it is versatile. Of course, it has got white tea also, green tea also, uh, oolong also. But I'm talking only about the black tea, the Muscatel black tea. So uh, I have seen that it can be paired with most food, most food. Mm-hmm. But my my favorite pairing. Uh, of Darjeeling a second flush muscatel is either with dark chocolate or with tiramisu mm. okay. <laughs> I'm going to try that <laughs> yes do that <laughs> I love tiramisu but you can also try it with meat yeah tiramisu <laughs> I love tiramisu as well <laughs> and and you know because the tea is uh, it kind of balances the, the sweetness of the tiramisu With the nutty feel of the tea, it's very excellent. I really love that. And when I say dark chocolate, anything above seventy percent, so uh, it also like it really wow. goes well for me. You know? But you can also try. You can also try meat, any kind of meat, and you know, uh, mostly a black tea would go with most of the uh, food. If if you are trying to use a white tea or a green tea, then The choices become little more, you know, complicated because you have to really pick and choose mm-hmm. what you can, you mm-hmm. know, eat it with. But oolong and black Darjeeling makes some fantastic oolong. Kangra makes some fantastic oolong. So most of the time, I've seen that oolong and black tea can be paired with uh, almost all the food that we mm-hmm. eat mm-hmm. Uh, regularly. Yeah, because Indian food can be quite heavy. So yeah, I mean. I'll, yes, but I am not necessarily mm-hmm. saying that it is Indian food. I am yes, saying that yeah. it could be any food. Uh, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah, 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 like rice and like meat and sauces and stuff like that. Yeah, we don't eat a lot of sauces in our food. We don't use sauces. We use spices. Sauces are more in in Chinese kind, Japanese. They use a lot of sauce, but we use a lot of spices. Mm-hmm. So when we put a lot of spices, we cannot pair it with white or green tea. So when we eat, uh, when we are you know kind of drinking white or green tea, we go. Uh, we actually try it with. Uh, Some sushi, or you know, uh, mm-hmm. with uh, with with uh, dim sums and stuff like that, because those are the ones which goes well, because there are no spices in that. Yes. So it 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 goes very well, or cheese, or crackers, you know, mm-hmm. those kind of white tea goes very well with the plain white cheese, or or even cottage cheese for that matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it goes very well with it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Does India have any green tea? Productions or, or estates? Oh yeah, 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 of course, of course, of course. Everywhere, all the places are produced mm. green tea. But my preferences are the high altitude green teas. You know, because uh, sometimes the low altitude green teas are little bitter in taste, mm. and people may not like it. But uh, the the higher you go, it becomes sweeter. And uh, the tastes also. So people who are used to drinking green tea from 
say uh, China or Korea yes. or yeah. Japan, they would uh, not like the green tea that comes from the plainlands of mm-hmm. India. Mm-hmm. They would like uh, green tea that comes from Darjeeling or Kangra or Sikkim. Sikkim has a beautiful green tea, like the Sikkim tea I told you. Mm-hmm. So yes, yeah, so those teas I think are comparable to uh, China or uh, Japan or Korea. So is green tea popular in, in India or is it more because there's more black tea production? Is it more because for me, I didn't know that you guys had green tea. I thought it was just strictly black tea. In, green tea is is becoming green tea is becoming popular in India because of health reasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of lot of people are drinking green tea. But as I said, see, uh, green tea that people are drinking are coming in tea bags. And I have a problem with tea that is packed in tea bags. Mm-hmm. I believe very strongly, I believe the tea that is put in the in the tea bag are not good tea. Mm-hmm. Most of them. Antinalis, it's a pyramid silk bag and you can see what is inside. Yeah. So I have a problem with when tea gets packed in tea bags and you know people drink that tea. Mm-hmm. So I always say you buy loose leaf tea and just infuse it and drink. It's not very difficult. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, uh, so, uh, but a lot of people, a lot of brands are pushing green tea and people are drinking green tea. I have tried a couple of those green tea, but I didn't like those green tea. I would prefer to brew my own green tea mm-hmm. and not uh, do that. Yeah. yeah, so it's it's gaining momentum to answer your question. Even white tea is also becoming quite uh, yeah. popular, but not as much. Green tea is more popular because green tea, uh, people have been drinking in green tea in India for now at least about uh, six, seven okay. years. So people have, so people are now quite used to the word green tea but uh, not as much as white or oolong tea. Even now I, I get this question that was, what is oolong or what is white? Is the is the tea white in color? Mm. So that kind of things are there, but slowly people are, there are a lot of information sharing happening. A lot of articles that are being written in, in main media and newspapers on tea. So people are learning and they're, they're getting used to it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's Though of course black tea, is the is the number one yeah. choice that there is no yeah that's my favorite tea as well i mean i grew up in london so we were drinking a lot of you know like tea bag black teas heavy you know black teas but that's my mm-hmm. yeah in, even mine is black teas my yeah favorite tea. with milk and sugar which i know is not really that good but yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. so um <laughs> what's the um connection with china and india and teas because i know everyone says that it chinese teas are the best i like japanese tea too but um because the tea culture is very spread over there is there any similarities i read on your website that a lot of the um chinese uh, pow's went to india and they were working in the tea first tea farms out there tea plantations <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. That is when the British were setting up tea gardens and factories, you know, all over India. And at the same time, the uh, this opium war was happening. So they had a lot of these Chinese uh, POWs whom they had bought from China to Kunur. Kunur. In fact, they had their they had the, they had, that is the place where a lot of. Uh, Chinese POWs were there and they were helping setting up the tea factories. But uh, over the year, they have all left India. I don't think there's any Chinese people living in that part of the country. There are, there is, there are Chinese people living in India for hundreds of years in different parts of the country who has got nothing mm-hmm. to do with tea. But they are, interestingly, uh, you know, 
not a single Chinese family mm-hmm, is there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Is the tea production uh, technique similar or are they totally different or is there any... Um... <clears throat> no, it's similar. It is similar. It is similar. Uh, though we have, you know, we also produce City City. City City is also there in many... I mean, City City is the main production in India. Mm-hmm. The Orthodox whole leaf tea are much, much less, maybe... Five to seven percent, uh, you know, of the whole production that we have. Production-wise, we are the second, uh, just after China. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, uh, so, but most of these are city city. Uh, maybe seven, five, seven, nine. Not even nine. I don't think it's nine. So it's a very small percentage of it that is uh, being produced. Uh, but uh, most of the good teas are actually exported out the Darjeeling. Most of the good tea goes to Europe, mm, you know, mm, uh, mm. Uh, and only less amount of tea is available in India. A lot of, lot of spurious teas are also available. A lot of Nepali teas are sold as Darjeeling tea. Okay. So that is a, yeah, that's a very big concern for the tea industry in Darjeeling or also for the you know, tea boat. That's why they have created those logos for the tea each region so that you know when you are buying directly from these people you see that you have that logo mentioned mm. so a lot of like, uh, like for example if you produce 100 kilos of Darjeeling tea in a year we end up selling 300 kilos of Darjeeling tea in a year so the balance 200 are actually Nepal tea so a lot of those kind of things happen uh, which which people do I mean it's very difficult to stop them but People, the people in the industry are trying to mm-hmm. do something. Yeah, I had about. a guest actually um, that has a tea shop in Munich and she's from Korea and she said that in Asia that's happening a lot. They're mi- blending a lot of teas together from like Vietnam, what's the other place, Thai teas and all these, I and mean, they're blending them as tri- together with Chinese tea and yeah. obviously that's not a good idea. But for me, I wouldn't probably wouldn't notice any yeah. difference, but you know, she said, no, yeah. that's, that's not good. Yeah. Mm. No, blend is okay so long they mention that these are the blends, these are the tea available in the blend. Like there is, in India there is a very popular blend, I have not seen India but in the eastern part of India which is a blend of Darjeeling and Assam. Mm-hmm. So people love the heavy bodiedness of Assam mm-hmm. and they also like the flavor of Darjeeling. Mm-hmm. So that blend is a very popular blend, you know, like some, I do not know what different people have different you know, percentages of Assam and Darjeeling but we know that it is Darjeeling and mm-hmm. Assam blend yeah. and it's one, it's one of the most high selling blends mm-hmm. that is okay people are telling us but like yeah not the um, undercover you know, like, stuff these are like fooling people yeah so those should mm, not try and um, packaging it as something else mm. yeah. or using it just to top up you know yeah, yeah. that's not a good thing how important is teaware? Is it as important as when you're drinking Chinese or Asian tea when you have to have like a clay teapot or glass teapot? Is that important in a lot of the Indian black teas? Absolutely mm-hmm. not important. Absolutely not important. Uh, there are two two different kinds of teawares, okay? So one of those fancy ones that, you know, like you have a teapot and uh, milk pot and all these kind of things. The British way of drinking tea, which you say, not... We do not we do not have anything to do with the Chinese way of drinking tea, but we have a lot of uh, similarities with the British way of drinking tea. So some people have that, some very few. I mean, uh, perhaps uh, just the elite 
a very handful of elite people might have you know when i when i was growing up in calcutta as a child i remember that my mother mm-hmm. used to serve tea like that there used to be a tray and there will be two uh, pots there will be milk there will be a, so all those kind of stuff i've seen that but over the period of time we do mm-hmm. not serve tea anymore like that so that is uh, that's there but it's a very limited but the one that we for the for the the tea that people usually drink in india the black tea or the masala chai you know which is very famous or normal chai that we have that has that is served in something called kulhar kulhar is made with earthen pots it's like earthen pots it's it's made with clay and so once you drink the tea you throw it away you don't keep it you throw the clay cup away yeah you have to throw that away it is it is meant like that oh okay yeah so mm-hmm. that is very safe so you do not really you know contaminate it for the next okay. person so you just drink it and just throw it away so those are very thin thin uh, cups made of clay uh, red color clay and particularly in 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 eastern part of india and also in some parts like in delhi and other places you will see that and we call it kulhar kulhar is the in which the tea, tea is served and then you throw it away after the after you have uh, taken mm-hmm. the tea i love chai by the way i love the um, a good nice thick chai with the cardamom yeah. cinnamon it's my favorite tea i love it Well, it's not, is it a tea? It's, it's tea, isn't it? Because it's, I don't know, it's a bit thicker. It's not like a regular tea. How, how do they make chai? Is it, they boil tea leaves and then they add uh, cardamom and condensed milk? Yes, yes. No, so what they do is they do not use tea leaves for this. They basically use CTC for this kind of tea. So uh, there are different ways. Every place, the tea has a different way of mm-hmm. making but i'll tell you the way i make masala chai so what i do is i first boil the water and then i put all the spices that i want in the water to boil with it and i i put i put ginger i put cardamom i put basil leaf i put black pepper so whatever i want to put i boil it along with the water and after it is boiled then i put the tea leaf and then i put little bit of milk and then i serve this is the way i make but usually in northern part of india and in the western part of india they boil everything together mm. milk water uh, chai i mean the ctc uh, and uh, sugar mm-hmm. and all okay. the spices they put together if it is only ginger then they just put the ginger and if it is all masala chai then it, they put all the masala that they want masala means spices so they put all the spices yeah and then they boil it all together mm-hmm. i do not like the milk to be boiled because i get a smell if the boil is if the, if the milk is boiled with the tea and other things i get a very foul smell so i do not like milk to be boiled so i do it separately mhm and they use um condensed milk right the thicker milk no it's not condensed milk the normal milk that we drink at home oh okay okay cuz usually yeah. it's a bit thicker when you drink in chai so i was always assumed yeah, that was... is because that is because it has been boiled for a long mm, period yeah. of time it's <laughs> like like 30 minutes they just put it on the oven and forget about it it's like that mm-hmm. so what is ctc you've mentioned it a few times what is that a different type of tea tea leaf was it like a broken no ctc is a different process of okay. making black tea it's a very completely like for whole leaf tea we make uh, we make white cream or oolong and black right so it is the orthodox way of making tea ctc is the 
different way of making tea but it only produces black tea okay and it it is a short it it is only uh, like for example if you have to make a orthodox black tea a whole leaf black tea it takes almost 24 hours to make one batch right one mm-hmm. batch of tea but in ctc it can be made in 2 hours to 4 hours depending on the machines and depending on the process you follow so mm-hmm. it it is made very quickly it's made very quickly uh, however in the process what happens is it you do not have the leaf anymore you only have granules or dust so the quality of the tea is uh, much lower as compared to orthodox tea and the pricing is much much lower mm-hmm. so like for example if uh, if uh, uh, darjeeling uh, i mean there is no comparison between these two i really cannot make a comparison mm-hmm. there is a completely different set of uh, tea and different set of people who drink this okay so is that more for the chai people or like for tea bag tea they would more bag them up yes more for the chai people more for the branded uh-huh. like for group bond and tetley and these are the people who sell these right. tea uh, in packages Yeah, like the one getting it in in grocery shops or supermarket. This is the what they get. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Because it's not the full leaf; it's like the chops. Yeah, it's it's not even. It's just granules. So in CTC, also there are different grades. So there are granules. There are big granules. There are small granules. There are dust. So the dust is the cheapest. Like I don't know, uh, maybe. 50 cent a kilo or something like that wow and yeah so it's it's very cheap product is basically for uh, daily consumption which people use for making their uh, morning chai and stuff like that all the masala chai and ginger tea that you see in india are all made with this kind of wow. tea not okay. with whole leaf yeah and it, it has got and it has got very good colors the moment you put it in water it bleeds the color mm, mm-hmm. i remember a friend who had come to my home and uh, i didn't know that she drinks city city and she said i want to make my own tea i said okay go ahead there's a tea box just make your own tea and i i always have darjeeling and and she put darjeeling tea there was no color so she just poured half the bottle of you know pack of tea into the water still the color was not there <laughs> and she was saying sushmita you what tea you are using there is no color only i said <laughs> I said okay. I didn't understand. You know, you need a different kind of tea. You just pour yeah, like that's quality. so you know, much of tea for me. Like, brew it has to brew for a while, and then let the flavors come yeah. out. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes, yes. So, um, about the teaware, um, what do you think about porcelain and china uh, teapots? Is there you, you don't think there's much of a difference, or no? There are like people still people buy it. If if I go to Amazon, I see that people are selling it. That means people are buying it, right? Mm-hmm. But I don't think uh, I would say that people who drink this whole leaf tea in India has uh, they have this kind of teawares, not the chai people. Okay. So there's a very distinct. No, not for chai in general. In general. Uh, yeah. It, Yeah, in general, I don't think people will have this. It is growing, but only the people who are either have, you know, there are some people who already always have been drinking uh, whole leaf tea, or people who are slowly converting from CTC to whole leaf. So they are also investing in some tea wares, mm. or people who have travelled in, you know, in other parts of the world and seen this kind of cutlery being used. So yeah. they have. Got it here. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, in normal Indian uh, houses, you would not really uh, find the entire set. Okay. Okay. Of course, there. Of course, you will see some very nice porcelain tea cups and all, but not the whole set. Mm-hmm. Whole set is not very, uh, not very popular. Okay, because some people say 
um, you know, the, the tea tastes better in porcelain or in China and, you know, like on a connoisseur level, you know, because the equipment is very important mm. as well as the tea. So, yeah, yeah, know. of course that is. Mm. Yes, that is quite correct. Mm-hmm. We don't have any ceremony for tea in India, unlike uh, China. We do not have any ceremonies or anything. See, you, the, the history of tea in India is very different. Though we have been producing tea for at least, you know, in a professional way, in an organized way for almost 200 years. But tea was considered a British product and we were, well, since we were fighting the British mm-hmm, all through these 200 mm-hmm. years, we always considered tea to be a British product and we didn't want to drink it. So, in fact, Mahatma Gandhi had said that tea is poisonous. Wow. It's an anti-national product and it is poisonous. So it took, I mean, the, the Indians started drinking tea on a regular basis, like morning, afternoon. That happened only in 1960s, not before that. Okay. The first tea plantation was in, mm. was in uh, 1839. Okay. But the, we started drinking tea uh, you know, regularly in home was only in 1960s. So our, our culture is very different. Uh, than than China, so we do not really have that kind of ceremonies of tea. Uh, we do not really have mm-hmm, that. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Also, the tea that uh, the tea uh, drinking habit started, except for few places in India. This generally the tea drinking happened uh, through from the working class upwards. So uh, the elite the elite people used to drink good tea in the good you know porcelain or China and stuff like that, but the Majority of the tea drinking people were from the working class and up. Like so, so there were a lot of tea stalls in railway stations and bus stops. And who who is to sell this chai? Uh, you know the chai that we are talking about in those ardent coolers. And they tried to. That's how the tea had become popular in India, not by the elite people drinking tea. So it's it's a very different history here. Yeah, so I actually was doing a workshop with four seasons in Bangalore. So I thought I'll create a tea ceremony program. So I took like five uh, regions in India where they make tea in a very unique way. And, and they have a process. They have like uh, something called uh, Irani chai. Something is called uh, a cutting chai. So there's a lot of interesting way of making tea in India in different parts of the world. In Assam, they have something called Lal Chai, which is red chai. Red, they call it red tea, which is a black tea. So I mm. tried to create a ceremony out of these, these teas and call it the Indian tea ceremony, which was, which was well received because, you know, we, we don't have any tea ceremony as such. I said, why don't okay. I create a tea ceremony, uh, Indian tea ceremony? Because in India, the tea drinking habit changes every 100 kilometers. So it's very difficult to have a common tea ceremony, but mm-hmm. I tried to put five different regions from different parts of the country and create a create a ceremony out of that. Uh, I thought people quite liked that idea. Mm-hmm. So what does a ceremony entail? Do you sit on the floor? Do you bow? I don't know. I'm joking. <laughs> but, <laughs> no, but the, what... see, I'll tell you one of them. Uh, you must be knowing of something called biryani. Do you know biryani? Right? The yes, food? I love biryani. I love it. <laughs> Chicken biryani. Yes. So it's very popular. My favorites. Yes. So there is something called a biryani chai that I met. Wow. I need to try some. Yeah. 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 So that biryani chai takes almost about two hours to make. Like biryani takes a lot of time. Biryani mm-hmm. chai takes almost that much time. So the first ceremony was around that. Making that biryani chai. You know, how do you make that? And there's a there's a way of serving that. 
so the biryani chai are served in in very nice it's actually a, it's actually a chai which is inspired by what they drink in iran because a lot of people from iran had migrated to uh, india like about 500 years back and they settled down in bombay and in hyderabad mm. so uh, in hyderabad they call it irani chai because you know it's it's originated in iran and they have mm. a particular way of uh, serving this tea and pairing this tea so they, they what they pair it with is very unique mm-hmm. it's not it's like they have a particular kind of biscuit or cookie which goes with it so it's a process of serving that and how do you drink that tv so that is one of the things that i try to show it to them and serve mm-hmm. it in that way get the food so i had to customize best on what i'm doing here mm-hmm. That's, how long does the ceremony last everything together i think was about 2 hours okay i had five weeks. and how often do you do that i have just done it once oh okay last year last year mm-hmm. yeah. that's really really interesting i have some indian white tea here actually i don't know how good it is but um which regions uh, in india are good for white tea i would suggest if you're trying it for the first time try try it from either from darjeeling or from kangra 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 the himachal the other thing yeah try it buy it from darjeeling itself first you try from darjeeling mhm mhm so what do you think about very well known good tea brands i think there's a brand called dilma i think they're indian no dilma is a sri lankan tea brand Okay, oh I love Ceylon Sri Lankan tea that is very very good, very very good yes, teas. Yes, they're quite good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I have a lot of good friends from the industry in Sri Lanka. Oh, yes, yeah. Cuz from Bangalore to Colombo it is only 45 minutes flight, you know? Like we are we are we are neighboring countries, yes. <laughs> very yeah. very nice. And other tastes quite they're not similar but they're quite Yes, they're quite in the same path. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. So, do you have any other events this year or in the com- upcoming months? Any tea events? Uh, everything is going to be online. So, I'm doing this online appreciation certificate program for Indian tea appreciation. It is a two two day program. Actually, I was supposed to do it a physical program five days in Karsiyong at the tea at the tea R and D center belong which which belongs to Tea Board. So Tea Board was partnering with me. They were offering the certificate, but uh, that also got cancelled. Not cancelled. It got postponed because my program was starting on 18th of March and it was going to be over by 24th. But we shut down for 23rd. So we had to change the uh, entire schedule. So it's I do, still do not know when that would happen. But I am. offering a very short version of it uh, to people uh, because in in india there is a huge potential not only in india i believe globally also there is a huge potential for mm. very good professionals in tea i see there is there is a lack of professionals tea professionals definitely definitely yeah so this this i am offering as a as a you know beginners program where you understand the basics of tea you understand the aroma flavor brewing steeping selecting good tea you know those kind of stuff so you at least know the i would like to be a student i would like to be a student <laughs> <laughs> great great so i am doing that entirely for indian tea because i only work with indian tea yeah and uh, so i have completed two workshops like that the next one is in uh, november 
end of November. Oh, okay. Uh, so that is the, everything mm-hmm. is happening online. So and now that I am in Calcutta with my parents, uh, somebody has asked me to do a the appreciation program at a pub. So I don't know how it will happen. We we'll, we we'll have to figure it out. So they want to do. Mm-hmm. to see yeah but i am mm. i am not still very comfortable in calling people to a place and doing it people are also not comfortable uh, venturing out of the so everything is happening online i'm planning to do a instagram live sometimes but i don't know when that will happen yeah yeah that'd be interesting yeah you should do that yeah a bit more often yeah i have done a few in april and may i have done a few but then i didn't do it for a long time so now i'm thinking Mm-hmm. Doing it again, couple more, yeah. So how would how would that work online? I mean, would we just have to buy our own tea and you would guide us online, or how would it work? Was it like a curriculum? Online, whatever. Online, what I yeah for the yeah. So the online tea appreciation program that I'm running there, I program fee includes five packets of tea. I give five packets of tea. Okay, right, yeah, right. So fifty uh, grams of different kinds of white green oolong black and a blended tea so we do the tasting and everything together we do the aroma mm-hmm. chart you know etc all together so then we compare notes so we try to see if people are understanding you know it's like that if i tell them okay now that you have this 50 grams you must they just use 4 5 grams for the program so now you have the remaining tea just to try it out and mm. experiment and tell what goes with it how do you like it so that's how it goes yeah mhm yeah and it's good to get your palate to widen it a yes. bit because yes. you know to learn a lot i mean since i started this podcast i've i know more about tea every show because i never said i was a connoisseur i just was always interested in tea mm. and people think i know about tea and i was like i don't know anything about tea so um Yeah, um you can never know really yeah, everything. Yeah, it's a two vast two vast subject. Yeah, there's always stuff to learn. That's great. What do you think what would you say about water? Is there like a specific temperature it has to be to have like the best cup of tea? Yes, is that of important course, of for course. you. Water is very mm-hmm. important. The source of water is very important. I do not like mm-hmm. tea being made in microwave, which is kind of No way. Really, no way. Really kills yeah. the tea. Uh, but of course every tea has a specific temperature white tea green tea black tea i always say that mm-hmm. you cannot brew a tea at 100 degrees celsius you know uh, it doesn't work so you always have to see i can it's like i i deal with the uh, tea drinkers of india who are just trying to shift from their old habits of drinking city seed masala chai to uh, i cannot to uh, uh, say a good whole leaf tea so i do not want to confuse them also or i do not want to yes. hurt them also say by saying that you have to have a temperature a thermometer to do this mm. and do that so i do not want to do that so i i want to make it as simple as possible so that they don't think that this tea is a very complicated process of drinking yes first yes. thing that i hear from them oh my god it's so much complication i have to do all that stuff so i try to make it as simple as possible mm. so i tell them that okay you know when you boil the when it when it reaches 100 degree we'll see the water is boiling so just shut it down your you know shut off the oven and wait for few seconds for the water temperature to go down you could figure out that you know in 10 seconds or 15 seconds or 30 seconds how much it has gone down you can you can understand because you can see it that it has it has become plain and it has settled down and stuff like that then based on what you are uh, using you 
ब्लू द टी नाउ स्टीप इट नाउ ब्लैक टी अबाउट 95 डिग्री 98 डिग्री If it is a Himalayan white tea, seventy uh, degrees, seventy-five degrees. If it is a uh, mainland mm-hmm. white tea, maybe eighty degrees, eighty-five degrees. So you know, accordingly, you try and figure out what what you like. Mm-hmm. So I I try to make it as simple as possible so that people don't run away saying thinking that oh my god I cannot put on this much of effort every day for making my yeah, tea. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Because tea can be quite intimidating when you get. Yeah. Yes. Yes. When you start learning. Yeah, it can be yes, quite. Yes. Yeah, a lot so of. I think that puts people yeah, off. Yeah, a lot of people actually are like, they actually like to drink green uh, the tea bag because they think it's very convenient. So I I had to, in many cases, I had to convince them that you know some of these tea bags are really carcinogenic. So forget about your convenience. Convenience, mm-hmm. it is killing you. You can have cancer because of this. Do you want to do that? Mm-hmm. So I also tell mm-hmm. them that why don't you buy food grade tea bags which are available on Amazon and buy your tea leaf and create mm-hmm. your own tea bag. I do that myself. Yeah. It's very easy. Just buy your tea bags, put tea leaves inside it and carry it with you wherever you go. It's easy, right? You don't have to you are you are you're still using a tea bag at the same time you are not killing yourself. Cuz a lot of the tea bags are made from some evil yeah. plastics and Yeah. Yeah, 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 absolutely. I have that list of those ten uh, brands who make those evil plastic tea bags. So I'm very scared of them. Yes, yes, it's not very good. Talking about water, do you think like filtered water or anything like that, or just regular? You use regular tap water. Yeah, regular water. See, or like regular, bottled see, water. See, there is no tap water. We don't drink tap water in India. Not, not in many places. It's usually mm-hmm. bottled or filtered. Mm-hmm, okay, mm-hmm. so yeah, I mean, we do not really have any other ways of drinking. So either you use bottled or filtered water. Tap mm-hmm. waters is not necessarily. Uh, we do not drink tap water that way. Oh, yeah, I know the Avian bottle is like here in India is very expensive. You only get it in five star hotels. Why? Mm. So why would you do that? I mean, people will not. Uh, yeah, okay. So if you have money, you want to do all that kind of stuff. It's okay, but. I'm introducing to a new set of people I cannot scare them away. Yes, 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 But I agree. I think I think if I think I think if you if I I use uh, mineral water for making my tea. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I I I know that if I do it in the oven it tastes completely different. In the oven? Uh then if I do it in in the oven in the sense in the gas stove. Oh okay, okay, okay. On the gas stove. Mm-hmm. I don't uh but if I do it in a in the microwave I know it's it tastes very bad. Sometimes I, if I have to uh, rush it and do it, then I use the microwave. But I do not like that. I always still do not use microwave at all. It's no. not good for the tea. The oxygen no is sucked way. out of the water. Nothing is left. Mm, it loses no way. its taste. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. And in a lot of your videos, I've seen you drinking tea out of a, like a wine glass. <laughs> yes. Yes, that is that is on purpose. That is on purpose. <laughs> See, I'll tell you what. Um, you know, like I might start doing that. You should. You should. And the, <laughs> the reason why I did that was very. You know, I had a particular reason for that. First of all, I wanted to make people realize that our teas are like wine. Mm. Number one. Number two, I wanted to say that see, the French people are so proud of their wine because they make the best wines in the world. But, but. uh in india we make some of the best teas in the world 
and we are not even aware of it how shameful is that mm, yes okay, so this is a, the comparison that i wanted to make the darjeeling tea is called the champagne of tea and you don't even know about it i mean something must be wrong with you yes okay, it's wrong with the you know, it's wrong that the tea board could not promote it or the tea estates could not promote it but you still should know about something about what is what is what we are making out of india some of the best products come out of india Definitely. so this is the this is the reason and then i see that if i if i am making a single first est- first flush single estate darjeeling which is the champagne of tea i should put it in a champagne flute and i put it like that this is how it looks like and then i have seen that people really get amazed oh okay so there's a tea like that and we have tea which is like more expensive than champagne you know and uh, so so why would you not present it like that mm. i also have like i oolong i know i have given it to somebody uh, i was trying a oolong with a group of women in bangalore and uh, the moment they drank one of the ladies said oh, this kind of reminds me of a single malt whiskey mm, okay. wow the moment she the moment she said that i decided henceforth i am going to serve oolong only in whiskey glasses <laughs> so i think i look at people's reaction and then i kind of try to see what best goes with it mm-hmm. yeah that's good it's good to showcase so that, too that's the reason yes that's how i'd like to and when i put these pictures people also ask what is this so it's kind of a you know kind of becomes a talking mm. point wow what is this yeah no that's that's a good way of explaining it it makes sense yeah why is that why is the tea not promoted in india is it because they've grown it just for the export the market most of the people as i said drink city city and uh, see i'll tell you why people mm. i think people don't know they don't know the difference do they that they, they probably don't even know that they're drinking rubbish tea they don't they, they don't even know the difference yeah. they think that is the all the tea that we make and the reason i'll tell you the reason people drink tea in india in the morning is because they have to go to the loo okay, okay? that yeah so they put lot of milk they put lot of sugar they put it make it a very strong tea and you know in the morning that's what they drink empty stomach which is like so bad for your health and you uh, then it is mm-hmm. then they can go to the loo okay so i have actually in many of my workshop uh, i have uh, people have come and told me that why should i spend one and half hour listening to you about a product which i drink in the morning just to go to the loo so i the, i all i could say to them is that okay you since you already come here why don't you sit and listen and after one and half hour you tell me whether it made sense to you or not you can always go back to your morning you know loom creating uh, uh, drink but why don't you and and 100% of the cases they have i understood that yes that, that those are completely different things what i'm talking about yes Yeah. I mean if people need to go to the toilet maybe they should drink a herbal tea instead of a, a black tea. I mean like I don't know peppermint or something like Those that. Those things are not very popular in India. They are people are making it popular slowly but it's not that popular. So in the morning you need in South India they drink a strong cup of coffee in North India they drink a strong cup of tea. That's the way it is. Mhm. Mhm. Well, Lisa is changing now with people like yourself spreading the knowledge. It's only about education, yes, I think. Yes, only by education and uh, education and by making people proud. I think I think making people proud is more strong than education. 
so that's that that is why i tell them that you should be proud of the teas that we make yes you know because everywhere else in the world they love our tea except us which is very sad mm it's a shame yeah how how long would you say to brew a a good darjeeling would you say like 2 minutes or i don't know how yeah long? black darjeeling about 2 to 3 minutes 3 mm. minutes maybe that's quite a long time yeah. yeah it depends i sometimes put milk also in the darjeeling tea so i brew it little strong mhm and mm-hmm. the darjeeling second flush can be brewed up to 2 even if you don't put any milk sugar anything you can uh, brew it up to 2 mm-hmm. minutes there's no problem And how many infusions can you get that out of That is that depends on tea to tea and estate to estate. Not all teas can be infused multiple times. Mhm. I have seen that. Mm-hmm. Not many Darjeeling teas can be infused uh, multiple times. But there are some teas mm-hmm. which are, I can go I have infused up to four times also no problem. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah, that's good to know. How was the Nomad Tea Festival? Was it popular for you? Did you get a lot of you know clients and made a lot of connections there um, as of now i have not really received any communication in terms of inquiries or stuff like that but i for me the reason i took part was because i i see this kind of uh, festivals happen there's no representation of indian tea if you see the not really yeah so that's a good point yes. you're saying very good yes. point so I when I saw look at the you know uh, people talking about I see a lot of Japanese Chinese of course people know about them but not many people know about Indian the, the reason I wanted to participate mm. was to let people know what are the things that we are doing we have so many teas outside Darjeeling and Assam also like I I showed some of yes. the teas which are excellent teas in you know that is coming out of other parts of India so the my my primary mm. uh, motive to participate in that was to talk about indian tea let people know and this was in europe uh, so i thought you know people drink people at least know about indian tea they understand indian tea and uh, if if they get to know more about indian tea uh, which is coming from other parts of the country then it's better for these people who are producing these things yes yeah very true i think that's a good point you made i think also we need some more people from sri lanka doing these things cuz ceylon teas are also really wonderful mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to represent it's not all good thing about sri lankan tea is that wherever i have traveled outside india i have seen sri lankan tea being served which is not happened in indian tea i would like to see in darjeeling tea or assam tea or nilgiri tea being served in other countries as well when i visit mm-hmm, okay mm-hmm. so uh, that nilgiri that uh, sri lanka has been able to do mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. in it has not happened with the indian tea so mm-hmm. yeah hopefully something will turn up You're a bigger country than Sri Lanka. Why how does that happen? <laughs> no, I think the reason is Sri Lanka imports 98% of their tea. We export uh, we drink uh, domestically 95% of our tea. So that is the difference. So their whole their whole uh, tea is as I said 98% of Sri Lankan tea is exported out. So it's a very big uh export commodity for them. In India only we consume 95% of the tea that we uh, produce. So I and also mm-hmm, I think mm-hmm. that um, there is not much. See, a lot of these uh, people coming from tea industries, they're also little lacking in promoting their tea and marketing it well. Yes, it's it's there. I mean, yes, I mean, I'm yes. I'm trying to push some people to do some work, uh, but they are like very comfortable with the things are. I I until unless they're like the, you know, the young generation who are getting into the tea business. 
the old generation you know, mm-hmm. started to, who have like kind of been into the business uh you know for maybe 200 years 100 years they are very laid back they're quite happy the way things are uh, so yeah it's 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 a combination of lot of factors So that was my interview with Shushmita. I'm sure we'll do another show in the future soon because we had a lot to talk about. I was totally in my element. I'm definitely going to try some second flush Darjeeling now. For further information and to contact Shushmita, you can go to her website, which is www.twithshushmita.com. You can follow her on Instagram at T with sus so that's t-e-a with s-u-s that's one word she's also on twitter as t with shushmita um she's also on youtube and she is on facebook too make sure you get yourself some second flush darjeeling which i'm going to do and until then see you soon bye